Boys, how are we? Good. Very good. Very good. Back for a MotoGP review show of 2023. What a season it was. What a season it was. And good yeah. to be back in the studio. We've been four weeks away, whatever it is. I know. All around the country. It feels so odd. Has it been that long? Four weeks? It probably been, has been. I think it's been three or four so weeks. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. So we released, we released Chris Vermeulen back about 12, 13 days ago. So that would have been, yeah, three weeks ago we did the pod. So yeah. you're right, four weeks. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and Danby's episode wasn't here either. Yeah. No. A lot of traveling. Yeah. It is nice to be back. Yeah, it's good to be home. I feel safe. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, you're a man. Of, we, we know he doesn't like to leave Diamond Creek. <laughs> Mr. Dymo. Mr. Dymo, as he's called on Instagram. Um, he, Check he, him out. <laughs> he, all you'll see him do is just eating at the local Dymo pub, <laughs> a.k.a. Snake Bit. He goes to the local Coles and that's about it, don't you? That's about it. I reckon we've got to get a few of our guests down to the Snake Pit. Yeah, I think we do. I think we do. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful down there, mate. Yeah. Rooftop bar and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit, bit rough around the edges. A bit of talent. <laughs> well, we were at our, um, our Motorsport Republica Christmas party and Tom, he, he was... He was uh, it needed like a sensory room because of all the large buildings. <laughs> he was freaking out. What were you screaming on the dance floor? Sorry, Tom. Uh, get Vincent off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, it was. Yeah, for all the listeners out there, it was a very blurry night. And um, oh, we got home. I woke up the next morning at six a.m. Played golf and played really well. So I was stoked after four and a half hours sleep. But uh, it was a good night. And thanks for a great year, boys. Yeah, and yeah, thanks thank to the listeners guys. for jumping on board. Yeah. And- giving us a follow it's much appreciated we see it all we've got a nice uh, Christmas edition getting released next week so this is going to be our MotoGP uh, yes. season review yep and James take it away yeah so look, we'll just be going through basically the highs and lows of 2023 um, who was the overachievers the underachievers um, what disappointed you the most what impressed you the most what surprised you who's most under pressure a bit yep. of a just a small taste of 2024 and our thoughts on that. Yeah, we um, will have a 2024 preview show as well, probably after the Sepang test, I would say. Yeah, yep. something along those lines. So, And then we can really dive into it, especially after the Sepang test when the bikes are a bit more refined as well. Yeah. They, they you know go back from Valencia, refine what they need to. Correct. Honda had 25,000 HRC engineers. <laughs> At Valencia, so the, thousand more weight in Japan. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we can take too much out of testing in Valencia. I think it was the yeah. guys are cooked as well. Yeah, I think they it was, are cooked. You know, it was just to get some bikes out out on the and just do some laps. And yeah. I don't think, like obviously Marquez's performance was really impressive. Um, Marini, Luca Marini's Marini performance was, was great on that and Honda. But you know, the Sepang is where the cream rises to the top. That's where you really get to see what's going to happen. Well, and he, even when Chris touched on... I was about to say that. Oh, you were? Yeah. How different the bike was. Yeah. yeah. So, my apologies. <laughs> nah, it's great minds think alike. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. We're, we're, we're all in sync. Yeah, we are. We're all in so sync. So, our cycles are synced up. <laughs> Flow up. Daniel, who for you was your overachiever for 2023 MotoGP? Overachiever? Oh. Who exceeded your expectations? Probably Bears. Yep. I didn't really think he was going to do what he did, but then he dropped off. Mm. So, for a portion, Bears. Did Gia for for that second half of the year? Yeah. I mean, I, Bears is an interesting one because he had some unbelievable performances. Um, in India, obviously won by, I think it was nearly 10 seconds. Yeah. Mm. He won in, in France as well. And early in the season, I mean, he started off third first, but so inconsistent. Yeah, that's that was just his downfall. So, I think in stages he he was the probably one of the biggest overachievers. Mm. I would I would say because I didn't pick him to win a race this year. Mm. What's that down from you reckon, Daniel? Like, where does it come from? Because the first half of the season was so much better. Well, he than did the have half. he did have that accident in the broken collarbone or whatever it was. Yeah. So that that could have played on him. Lose a bit of know, confidence. Lose a bit well. of confidence on the bike. Getting outperformed by your teammate doesn't help uh, in certain stages. In his case, so it's just a whole a whole bunch of things, really, you know. Which, yeah, it's not an easy thing to come back from, especially second year in, somewhat fighting for a championship at one stage. Well, he got third. He got third in the title, so yeah, just held on to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was there on an older bike. Credit where it's still a championship winning bike. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely him. 
for sure in in that probably first half of the season and probably say collecting the second half would be have to be De Gea. For yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he came from the clouds. Yeah, man. he came, he from, came nowhere. from the clouds. He was nowhere. You know, lost his yeah. ride and yeah, started performing. Was allowed to fix that bike up the way he wanted and showed what he was made of. So yeah, yeah I'd, I'd probably say it's a split between that. Maybe Binder a bit, considering who's around him and how many Ducatis are around him. Yeah, that's what I said. I had Bezeki and Brad Binder because I think we all forget. A long time ago, at the start of the season, we all thought KDM was going to be nowhere, and he put that thing to I think fourth in the championship. Yep, correct, um, and not by far. Not by far, as you said, it was chasing down um, Bez. Um, but I think Brad Binder was definitely the biggest overachiever when you look at where Jack was. Um, Brad was pretty consistent all year round as well. Um, he was still kind of up there, but he w- that did drop the bike a few times. Yeah, fluffed it towards the end of the year. Um, but for being all around those Dukes, um, I think he did awesome. But yeah, Bezeki as well. I think getting third in the title, rookie uh, second year, sorry, um, on an older bike. It's still an older bike. They've all come out and said how different it is compared to the GP23 or GP23. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're my two anyway. And then, sorry, yeah. just to add to that, uh, Furman Eldegare, just a shout out to Moto2. Yeah. Came yeah. from the oh, clouds yeah. as well. So. He did. Yeah, absolutely. I think we can't, I know it's very cliche, but we can't go past Martin. Okay. I mean, he overachieved more than what I thought he could ever do. Ta- taking that to the last race of the season, I didn't see that happening <clears> at the start <throat> of the season. And we all knew he was going to be good. Yeah. We all knew he was going to be good, but to take it right up to Bagnaia like that, I was super impressed. And the world sees Oyster coming into next year with that more knowledge on the bike. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely Binder. Like he was there thereabouts a lot on yeah. most races. Like, yeah, you have to look at he was fighting for the lead in Thailand. Um, I think he ended up finishing third or second in that yeah. race. Did well in sprints. Yeah, did really well in sprints. And and look and and outperformed his teammate. Probably one of the biggest differences in the in the points mm. gap, you'd say. Binder and and mine. Um, oh, and, there's probably a bigger one between, say, a Pecco and a Bastianini, but that's due to injury. Yeah, yeah different. So you probably can't yeah. count it. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, he made him look second rate. Yeah, I mean, you looked at Binder finishing third and fourth in races, and then, you know, then Miller finishing fourteenth, fifteenth. So, but yeah, definitely, yeah, Ducatis. But look, you have to look at the Ducatis. They won. 17 of the 20 races of the season. I mean, it was an absolute domination. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously, Rins's performance in, in, in Coda was out of this world. Uh, and then, obviously, the... Spargo's um, two wins. Yeah, and Spargo's two wins as well in Catalonia and... Silverstone. Silverstone. In the so, wet. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, Aprilia, interesting, up and down. Like, that Catalonia race... I don't know I what would have happened. Weekend, man. Yeah, I don't know what would have happened if if Bagnai stayed on the bike in that yeah. first corner. But yeah. you'd, I, you'd assume that they would have finished first and second again. Anyway. And and as Danby said, it was super cold conditions. Yeah. In Catalonia, and that's when those Aprilia's work. Yeah. You know, because normally Catalonia's at the start of the year. Correct. It's after Mugello. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They got uh, it's later on this year, so it's it a completely different track. Yeah. Yeah. Brings yeah. others into the fold. Yeah, that's all right. I think another surprise is if. So being a bit selfish with MotoGP there, but uh, David Alonso in Moto3. Yeah, now let's talk about Moto3, Moto2. Yeah. For a rookie as well. <laughs> Pro. Unbelievable season. Did he get season. third in the title? Was I it think third he, in the title? I think he might have. Yeah. Just, I'll get it up. I think Double check, but I'm pretty sure he did. For a rookie to do that is um pretty incredible and the pressure. But it shows a Spanish mm, it man. was. The Spanish just... The Spanish and the Italians in that lower category are just dogs. They like, just, just dominate, yeah. But it's, when it comes to like 15 in the pack, they're... No, he's Colombian, but... Oh, same thing, well... Same, same. That's <laughs> it. I mean, oh, yeah, I was... Yeah, you assume he'd be um, Spanish, yeah, would you? Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, good yes. point. Um, third. He did uh, pip third by nine, 19 points, 18 points. Mm. Yeah. They're ruthless. Those ruthless, those little fucking 16, 17, 18 year olds. But yeah, he was right. He's a Colombian. I forgot about that. I think it was the first Colombian winner, wasn't he? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, he just, it's a, that, he'd have an amazing story because to come from, from a country like that with not a real rich motorsport background would be a really interesting pathway. It's an interesting one, though, because we get so many that have touched on the Colombians we've seen at Phillip Islands. Yeah. Um, there's heaps of fans. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tom hangs his head in shame. Um, Go but on. Um, <laughs> they they obviously love it, and they love the cycling as well. Yeah, like it's it's interesting. It's like seeing ra- that that random South guy. You know, yeah, like, it's something yeah, big. Yeah. like you see a random Colombian flag somewhere. Like yeah. what the hell? Like how did they get there? Yeah. Like, but I and mean, they had, they had Yanni Hernandez. He was good for a twelfth to fifteenth. <laughs> I like Johnny Hernandez. He was yeah, good. Yeah, he was one of your faves. Um, but yeah, no, it's just interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And um, and yeah, <laughs> on to the next and on to the next topic, Mike. Um, who was your who or what? I guess would say your biggest disappointments over in twenty twenty four. Jack Miller. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Sorry. <laughs> Wrong. Year. Jack Miller. That's a pretty easy one. Yeah. I get it, it's your first year on the bike, but I mean, dude, look at what it would take Marquez a couple laps to buddy get with the pace. I know you, you're not comparing the same thing, but mm. he had a whole season on the bike and he couldn't get it done. I think he it was just dropping it too yeah. much, and I don't know what was going on, but yeah, Miller was probably the biggest disappointment mm. in the GP, that's for sure. Yeah, I I had um, Juan Mir down as my biggest disappointment. Really? Yeah, I know he was on a shit bike, but man, he at some races he just he, I think he just gave, there. gave up and crashed, and I just he just showed nothing. And I think Marquez still showed something on that bike. And if yeah. Mir's a real world champion, he would have been behind him, ready to go. I think they just didn't want to risk it on that bike, Damn. as you kind of saying. But yeah, just a, a, a and I think Bastianini as well, but in brackets injury. Yeah, he was injured. yeah. But I think we're too we might be too too easy on him. He was he was fit by the end of the year and he did nothing on that bike. So, mm. um, and also the biggest disappointment for me for the whole year was the Japanese Grand Prix when it got stopped in the rain. because oh, I was yeah. so excited for that race. Yeah, and the championship was just boiling Heating up. Yeah, and it was just such a disappointment. That's how I pissed down, didn't it? And the, yeah. Fuck, true. Martin carving through. Yeah, and it was just... Yeah, I mean, it, it, those things can change the championship. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Uh, Marquez was hunting down Peko. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah. wasn't far behind him. So it was probably, you know, saved him a little bit there. That's right. Michele Piro was leading at one stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean... Right. But going back to Martin, you look at, obviously, him crashing in Indonesia. Yeah. His tyre choice in Phillip Island, like, could have been a lot different. Correct. I know. I mean, you look at Bagnaia in Spain and, and India as well, but yeah, I mean, it's that's what it's what's so good about motor racing, it's just seesawing, doesn't it? Yeah. Exactly. You don't see that often as well as a red flag as a rain in MotoGP, but it obviously was fucking once. It's been, it's rained so many times in Montegi in the last 10 years. So it's F- 9 out of 10. And F1 as well, like the last season, there was so many rain-affected races. Yeah. I reckon a few years there between like 2013 to 2016, there was like two wet races. Mm. So interesting, global warming, fucking bullshit. <laughs> what about you, Jim? What about you? I've got a few. So um, uh, Maverick Vinales, I reckon was a major disappointment. I Mighty think- Mav. Mighty Mav. I expected more from Mighty Mav. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good call. On a good bike. Oh, on the best bike. On a good bike. And this was his year. I think it was two or three years now in on the Aprilia. Yeah. He was dialed in on the bike and really saw nothing of him. You know, he had a few little showings maybe in the sprints, but still, it was just the same old same old issue of just being bogged down on the starts, not doing anything. Um, full tank. Full tank of fuel, mm. or Marquez follows him and then he fluffs his qualifying lap. <laughs> it's true, but yeah. it's, it's like we laugh, but it's true. It's just the same thing, and I think that's it. They're done. Aprilia is done. We spoke about it with Danby. Uh, next year's going to be their last year's. They've got to overhaul gonna, the team. They're going to have to overhaul that team. They yep. need two new riders in, Cotteraro and someone. Um, it's 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 too. Those seats are just too good. Yeah, yeah. they're just wasting precious yeah. time. Yeah. Um, the other one I had was the Sepang Grand Prix, and now that just comes down to aero. Oh, it was a yeah, shit yeah. race. Yeah. Fuck, it was boring. That that actually, I changed my answer. That was the biggest disappointment of the yeah. year because that was and it was the championship was heating up oh, as well. Oh my god! And Bastianini just getting out in front and then just winning the race just sucked. Like he wasn't even the fastest that weekend. I'm, he was not the fastest rider, that but weekend. it was like ten seconds, yeah. eight seconds between each rider. I like, know. Yeah, it was, nothing it was happened. Shit. It was such a shit race. And remember, they were replaying someone passing someone for like. Yeah, I think it was Quattararo. Yeah, Quattararo. 
three or four laps almost. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's nothing like, going on. Nothing happened. Oh, it was a snooze fest. It was. It sucked. So. Yeah, that sucked. That and was that, a terrible and, race. And that's this error, and that's another big disappointment of this year, I think. But it's again, James, like, I know we touched on this, but, like, why didn't we have those same races in Thailand and Indonesia? I don't know. That's, that's right. I don't know. Like, I get it, but they're similar. Like, you brought this point up. Yeah. Similar conditions, similar humidity, similar track temps. I don't get it. There ha- there's got to be a reason. There's is it bike there. setups? Is it aero setups? Is it just a different track? Yeah, it's probably just bike setup, different and the track. track. Yeah, there are may- there'd be yeah, it's it'd a be something track, to do maybe. track layout and the where it is and part of the. You that's know, the worst race in tires. They bring different tires. Yeah, that's right. Circuits. Who knows? Know. Different. The, the worst race in recent history in MotoGP. Yeah, worst race since like I think Lorenzo used to go out in front and dominate a race. But at least that was like. No, that, that was, was because of him. Too, but yeah, but it was because of him. Like he he was the antagonist for that. Like yeah. he was just the man that was going to yeah, win. Right. It wasn't because of aero yeah. and someone's tire pressure. Like it wasn't. Yeah, as he great. just got out and pumped out the laps. Yeah, that was because of his skill. Yeah, not because of just you know, it's just no one likes him because he's up his own ass. Mm. We like him, but cheeseburger Lorenzo. <laughs> oh, Repsol. <laughs> <laughs> Too, so. many, oh, too many O's, mate. Couldn't fit it. Yamaha. <laughs> Alpine stars would have good zips. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can't even handle Quattararo. Um, and then the two biggest disappointments still for me as well is the Japanese factories. Like, when are they going to yeah. get their shit together? Mm. Um, Yamaha still not doing anything we made that clip on just before and that's gone fucking viral yeah um, about just bolting on aero Honda at least they're, they're trying. trying at least they're trying but like they can't even like they, they lost Mark Marquez that's that's one big thing like you've lost a once in a generation rider and he wanted to stay and he left it almost at the last minute but he wanted to stay mm. um, and like, the two Japanese factories like They've got they've got the concessions now. I was gonna say the concessions are gonna help them. So can you explain what they they involve the concessions? Are they just allowed to change more parts, or are they allowed to? They they're, they're allowed more what? There's I think there's three or four stages of concessions. Just depends which level you're on. Yep. Um, you're allowed more wild cards, more engines, more aero development yeah. mid seasons. Yep. Is basically the crux of it. Um, where basically now Ducati is just. That the bike they almost bring at the first round now guitars like, yeah. just about mm. gonna stay the same all the way to yep. Valencia. Yeah, then you get some minor upgrades here and there. Yeah, yeah. More testing, more. you get more private testing, I think as well. It's yeah. interesting that Ducati agreed on that. Well, well you got to remember they they would have copped it when they came. Yeah. Mm. So they had concessions for a long time. Yeah. I think we touched on it last week with with Danby. The the only two that disagreed were KDM and Aprilia. Yeah. Yep. So which I can understand. They they haven't they've gone out. And they've developed their bike for years and years and years and, and have taken it up to Ducati in the last two or three years. They're where, 80% there. Where Honda's been nowhere mm. and Yamaha's been nowhere for the last two seasons. We, why like, why is Yamaha just still look the same? It still looks the same when Rossi rode it in 2010. Mm. It, it still looks like it a does. Fiat Yamaha. It does. It's exactly the same with, with wings on it. If you strip it back, it would almost be identical. Yeah. I, I don't know. Are they stubborn? Are the you know what I mean? Do mm. they have old heads in there that that think like they know best? Are they not getting young people or people that are willing to push those boundaries in in terms of development and aero on a bike Is to it, get them to where they need to be? That's right. Is it a Yamaha thing? Because if you look at uh, Yamaha pre Rossi, they were nowhere, and uh, the last person to win the title, I believe, was Wayne Rainey before he had his accident he was Yamaha then there was no one until Rossi there were nowhere no one was developing that bike then he developed it all the way till Lorenzo won the last title in 2015 then you had Quattararo but it just seems like they just stay at their own pace and they don't either lead they don't they don't lead that um, technical technological shift like Ducati or Honda have done they just kind of stayed in their own lane and I just I think they got lucky, especially with Rossi and Lorenzo and the caliber of riders they had on the bike. Well, Davide Brivio, I think, brought Lorenzo, uh, Rossi over. Mm. And, you know, that he's obviously one of the best and he demands perfection and mm. developed that whole bike, changed the whole thing, had a good team around him. Maybe they rested on their laurels. Yeah, potentially. Um, because they had two great riders on there. But, like, Cotteraro is a great rider. 
and look what he's doing. That's right. Look, that just speaks, you know, volumes of what he did in 21. Yeah. To win that championship. I just don't understand. an easy win. That bike needs to change. Like, you see the evolution of the Ducati. You see the evolution of the Honda. You see the evolution of the Yamaha, uh, the Aprilia, the KDM. But the Yamaha still looks the same with some fucking fins. Yeah, it's cooked. <laughs> it's ridiculous. they got to get their shit together. And get a V4. There's still an inline four. That's, that's where... That's probably another reason why they come unstuck as well. Mm. I think you've got to move on from that. Yeah. That's it. It's a dying breed. Yeah. They're the last ones. They are. They're the last ones. They so. are. At least Rins knows how to ride an inline four. Yeah. And can win on it. I feel so like quite a row. Oh, man. So do I. Yeah, he showed, some, he showed some signs this year. Like, he put that bike on the podium in India. He finished ahead of uh, Jack Miller. Yeah. In the points. Not hard. <laughs> Tenth. Yeah, I, but on the bike, that's a crazy effort considering the bikes that they were on. Yeah. So, you know yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know what another oh, big disappointment for me was Alonso Lopez in the Moto2. Yeah, good point. Man, Great point. I was so shattered. I was like, that's it. He's coming out. Yeah. He's going to take it to Acosta. I had no thought that Arbolino would or like Canet would fight for as much as what they did. Mm. And I didn't really have anything on Aldeguer. Like I was like, yeah, he's good, but... Like Alonso Lopez, man. Like, yeah. I thought he's gonna come out firing. Yeah, it's gonna be a good season. Did he even fireworks. win a race? I don't think, I don't he, think he, did. he did. I don't think he did. He struggled. Yeah, he it was like, I think it was he like finished, a constant fifth. I think he like finished like ninth or tenth in the championship. No, uh, Gonzalez was a constant fifth. I think yeah. he finished like yeah. he finished pod, pod fave. Pod fave. He finished fifth about eight times in a row. I think the poor fella. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Uh, he finished seventh. Seventh. Yeah, and Manu Gonzalez was eighth. Disappointing. Yeah, it was. It was. He had a second in Argentina, third in Spain, third in France, third in San Marino, and then the third in Valencia. Gee, I didn't even know he finished. Third. Oh no, shit. Let's <laughs> look at that. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> he had a third in Valencia. I didn't even know he had third in Valencia. Fuck, there you go. Like, that's how... He's only five points ahead of Gonzalez. Yeah, right. So... It is is a disappointment, because he was one of my... I always thought, okay, Costa's going to win, but he was going to be second. Yeah, he was the next guy in line. Yeah, and Kenneth should have done more as well. He should have won a race. Come on, man. Always a bridesmaid, Mop. So, that would probably... they were probably the biggest ones. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting season next year, Moto2. I mean, we're going to all think that Aldeguer is going to... You know, dominate, but we'll you, see. Someone's going to come. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Because same thing with Alonso. Like you just don't know. I'm You're not like, sold on Aldeguer yet because of Alonso Lopez. Yeah, that's right. And that's the. And you'll see guys like, I mean, a massive surprise was Sergio Garcia, and the way he rode mm. midway through that season, started putting it in some good spots. Yes, he was a bit inconsistent, had a few offs, but out of all those guys that came up from, um. Moto 3, Moto yeah. three yeah. yeah, he performed the best. 100%. Yeah. So those guys have now got a year under their belt. So you might see guys like Guevara, yeah. Foggia, yeah. and him start to bring it, bring another they level sh- again, which they realistically should they should because they yeah. are very talented riders as well. Very talented. Yeah. So yeah, and you always need, it seems you always need one year in Moto 2 at to least, really yeah. Sometimes it's more. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes I think Alex Marquez, more. it took three three plus years I, before he won that title. Yeah. Three yeah. or four years. So it'll it'll be interesting with those guys coming into the mix. Like, you would think they would outperform their teammates as well. Mm. They should. Yeah. Like Guevara should outperform Dixon. Fodger should. I don't know if he's with. Yeah, he's in Italian Trans, which is Joe Roberts. He should outperform. Yeah. Well, that might be a bit hard. Joe Roberts is pretty good, but Garcia should should outperform easy. Yeah. So. You know that's a, that's another thing we got Onchu coming into the class, which is super <laughs> Tom's exciting. Favorite. Tom's fave. Mm, so early prediction. We'll see how he goes. I mean, it'd be, it's it, just crying out for that bigger bike. Yeah, legit. Bigger frame, boy. But, yeah. Like, but yeah, that's the thing. Again, just going back, Alonso Lopez, just super disappointing. Mm. That's why I'm not sold on Furman. And it's crazy. I think MotoGP is the biggest knee-jerk reaction sport. Like, he wins a few races. Bang, Pramac gives him a two-year deal in 25. Like, yeah. <laughs> isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah. It's nuts. But the thing is, if they don't jump on him, someone else might. And if he is a gun... Well, there's, there's a gamble. Like, the gamble paid off of Cotteraro. Yeah, he won did. a couple of races and then bam. Yeah. yeah. And he wins the title a couple of years later. It's interesting. They 
they must see something they must be something in them in the back of the pits talking to the like yeah but yeah that's right they see stuff that we don't we see. don't yeah and that might be like the Yuki Sonoda of the worlds as well like they mm. must see something in there when they're doing their sim work yeah, in like F1 some, tell them, tell yeah. Them entry, whatever yeah like yeah. something like wow this guy is a gun so yeah. Yeah, that's a poss- that's a great point. Actually, they they might see that he's yeah. with their mechanics. Going, no, we need to do this, this, and this. And the kid could be a genius at yeah. developing a bike. Yeah. So you just never know. You that's know. a great point. Yeah. Does that show you if they perform so well in the second half of the season? Does that show you that they are good at developing a bike? I think it might be hard to say in that category because I don't think you can really do much. develop the bike as such. Yeah. It's pretty fixed on what you can and can't yeah, just do. just must click. I know, I what think, changes? I think that's all it is. It's just, it just clicks. Yeah. You get to some tracks that you like, you mm. get on a bit of a roll, you feel like king of the world. It's in between it, the ears. Yeah, that's all it is, I think. When it, Especially those categories. Racing. Yeah. You know, in GP different, you can develop the bike as you go, mm. you're getting updates, big updates and, and all that kind of stuff. It so, could, yeah. It could be luck as well. There's so much stuff you see in a turn oh. one where you get pushed out you drop nine or ten places and your yeah, race gone. You know, especially if you start eighth and yeah. you drop down to sixteenth. Well, qualifying performance gets yeah. better. Race performance obviously will improve yeah. with that as well. Start to feel tire management. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's probably the biggest man. one. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he showed like he he came out of the blocks in some races and then dominated. Oh like, yeah, it was just left him for dead. nothing to do with tire wear. Like he was just German. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was just rapid as. Yeah, so yeah, it's just confidence, isn't it? It's, I don't get that with tyre wear like Jack Miller and Brad Binder they're sliding that rear in and I know we speak about it but how yeah. how, how is it different like, I believe how, it's more coming out of the corners is he just yeah I, I think he lights it up a bit harder yeah I think that's what it is because mm. I mean even Marquez rides has that same similar riding style when he's on you know backing into the corner and it's just the man right 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 throttle I think Marquez has always been pretty good on tire management. Is everyone's um, is everyone's throttle on their right hand? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Imagine that on the left. Yeah. Because I heard there was, I think someone broke their arm or had issues with their hand. They actually swapped it over one race or, from um, from memory, and they've got like, I think who was it throughout well, the year? Well, I know Dylan when he had his big operation on his leg, he had to have his rear brake on his thumb. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they've all back in the day, but now they've all got that. All got now that. they've all got yeah. thumb brake. But that was... Didn't that someone was go to Thumb Blake halfway through the season? I think it was Digi, and then... He got little things that he asked for. Yeah. And hence his performances, yeah. Isn't that amazing, just those little things for Digi and... But it, again, it also, that's also in between the ears, because mm. if you're doing something, you go, oh, I'm not really confident with this, or like, nah, it's not how I like it, fuck, like... And, that's and what you, you just check yourself out. You're just thinking about it, thinking about it, like... Yeah. You cook yourself. Would a, would a rear brake ever become standing on, like, a, on a, a road bike? A thumb brake... No, I think a lot of stunt riders do it on their bikes because yeah. they use it a lot um, doing tricks, but I couldn't personally see it. I don't think supers have it on the thumb okay. yet, or they might, but yeah, yeah I, I, couldn't question, see, I, I couldn't see it coming into road road bike riding because mm. you're typically on your front, so a little bit more than, oh, a yeah. lot more really than... Yeah, you're not really using your rear brake much at all on no. the ship. Yeah, like for like the wank fest of like an R1M saying, hey, I've got a thumb rear brake. Oh, 100%. People yeah. would eat that up. They wouldn't that's a, use that's it. a great point. Yeah, that's right. We're too scared to use it. Yeah, oh, yeah. But that's that's yeah. I couldn't see it happening in the foreseeable future. But that's great points. Like you see the electronics get passed down. Wing yeah. got passed down. Mm. You never know. I don't know. No, that's it. What if they ever put a rear ride height device on your fucking oh, Tawano? <laughs> now that. we need to talk about that. Is it getting banned or not? I don't think it is. I'm very okay. Saw it on the Valencia test. I'm very confused about this. So I seen something after that. Yeah. uh, What you mentioned, and it it's now hydraulic or something. Okay. So it engages on its own. Oh. You don't need to engage it. it. Okay. So they've worked around it. So I think they've worked around it. (laughs) So because you will still squat under power. Yeah. But what I seen, I can't remember where I seen it. It might have been on like a tech page on Facebook. And it's just like something that, mm. that activates solely on its own. There's no need to press a button. I was under it. the impression it was banned for next year. But I think front rider height got to, got banned this year. And I think that's what confused me. Because remember they were front, they were all sinking down for the starts. That wasn't here uh, this year. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because remember yeah. they, some of them got some of them got stuck down Yeah. after the first, first uh, for, the, for the restarts and stuff. So... I think that's where we got dis- we got well I got confused mm. this year. I thought they were banning it all together, but obviously they've gone down a different path, more safer path. Yeah. 
I, it's funny. Uh, there's always ways around it. Mm. They're always going to do different things to try and get around. I think well, just on F1, Merck had that um, thing when they hit the brakes, the steering wheel yeah. would come out or whatever it was. It would oh, point yeah. the it would point the wheels in like this and out like to, for better aero and stuff as well. Yeah. So there's there's always ways that they're going to try and get yeah. around it, and you know, yeah, I, I would like to see it gone to be honest. Yeah. Because it would then come down to what you said before about the right wrist. Yeah. And the actual rider. So is it all about traction or is it aero? Uh, that's more like a traction thing. The yeah. rider height, I think, helps. So getting with... the more weight on the back? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Because if... Oh, say, for example, take someone like Miller, right? Who's probably a bit harsher on an exit. Yeah. He'll light them up even more. Mm. You know, and then you've got more chance of, as we like to say, sending yourself into orbit. Yeah. You know, if you lose, lose traction, then it gains and it'll just it'll flick you to the moon so well it's funny saying that because I remember watching Faster uh, one of our favourite movies yeah, and movie. if anyone hasn't seen it watch Faster it's the best MotoGP movie mm. ever made um, and they were talking about the differences between the, the 500s and the um, like the four strokes the four strokes and the 500s is all about carrying corner speed through but the four strokes is about coming out of the corner standing the bike up as fast as you can and then and laying down the power yeah so it's obviously same principle, but now they're just squatting the power down and then lighting yeah. it up. Yeah. So I've seen a really good video. I think it was some stage last year, the year before, in different ways to take the corner. And one's obviously like a big loop to carry that speed through. But then it's hard breaking in, point and shoot, get up and go. Yeah, and more like a double apex and yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah, turning in early and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's funny how it's changed and and how it's all working. Bloody oath. Uh, best race of the year, fellas. Tom, uh, I'm gonna go. I really enjoy Thailand. Yep, the battle for those, the, the battle for the for the lead was just amazing. Yeah, obviously went down to the last corner. Um, I really enjoyed that race. Binder being up there, and then obviously the two two title, um, you know, the title fight was on going on at the same time. So. Yeah. That was a, a highlight for me. There was so many great races throughout the year. There's so many to remember because you got 22 races mm. plus 22 plus sprints. 22 so we had 44 races. My, my brain can't handle it. And that. it's like, <laughs> I, I really, I thought Mark, um, Alex Marquez's performance in Silverstone in the sprint was amazing. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you, I, the only memory from from Barcelona was, was Bagnaya's crash. And I don't remember that race. It's, it's, it's interesting how little things you remember. Yeah, I don't think it was a great race after. No, pretty no, I think it was pretty. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty stock standard. What about you, James? Uh, for me, Phillip Island. Couple reasons we were there. Great weekend. Besides the weather on Sunday, and it was through to the Saturday. Really awesome by the event organizers as well to actually make that decision, clear decision, swap the the race to Saturday. But I thought it was just great. It was a great spectacle to see uh, Jorge Martin have a chance, take mm. a chance on that soft rear. Watch him get reeled all the way in by Pecco. Yeah, it was amazing. And Zach, it? it was amazing to watch. And it was so good where we were at turn one because we saw it all on. And Pecco's move at Honda, yeah. part, trying to oh. pass those two bikes, was probably yeah. one of the moves of the season. Yeah. Didn't Dust didn't come off. You've got, obviously got one, but that was just so so much risk. And I really I really enjoyed that. So much respect. So much respect. Yeah, yeah. he did really well. He's very good. He's very calculated, Pecco. And when he wants to be aggressive, he is. And yeah. when he isn't, he isn't. And he always normally pulls it off, so... Uh, just, just to add on that, I really enjoyed Vinales and Bagnaia's crash in Le Mans. <laughs> in Le Mans. Yeah. <laughs> and they pushing and oh, shoving. Yeah. That was really good. Until they shook hands afterwards. That was bullshit. But yeah. they had to because... They had to the because... Press, the press. The press, yeah. <laughs> That's um, brilliant. And very, very, very good for Zarco to finally get his win. Yeah, yeah that was great flip. to see. Yeah, the yeah. backflip was wicked. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, you so, were right there as well. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. Because I was like, oh, everyone's gone past, put the phone away, you know, filming everyone, waving, whatever. I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Kurt, uh, our producer, Curtis, was with me. And I was like, Curtis, I'm like smashing the poor kid's arm. <laughs> I'm like, he's going to do a backflip. He would have broken his arm. Yeah, he was a bit ginger. <laughs> <laughs> we, had yeah, ba- we had veiled Curtis in the photo last week. Yeah, week. yeah. Which is party. Maybe special guest on the... Uh, oh, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's quite we, aloof, uh, Curtis. See if we can get him Very hard to get hold off. Yeah, yeah. Enigma. We're, we're going to be in the uh, engine room for um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> producing all the stuff, so... <laughs> the the relief room, we call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's funny. Brilliant. What about you, Daniel? Oh, uh, there's a few, man, to be honest. Hareth was awesome. Yeah. 
um good racing it was great to see danny pedrosa back oh of course and sticking it sticking it to everyone and yeah. a red flag that race wasn't there yeah there was I yeah think, there's big um big oliveira crashed and, and was it i think my martin might have been involved in something there yeah. got, but i don't think he stayed on but that was that was pretty good racing yeah. i think in the sprint the kdms took it to um pecco as well yeah so that was a pretty good race um silverstone alicia's win in silverstone was pretty mm. good. Um, I mean, credit to Pecco for being the leader in those conditions. Yeah. You know, I really thought that was an interesting race. Coda, I loved. I love Alex Rins. Yeah, he's a man. He's isn't he? so cool. It's amazing to think he won a race this year. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Like, it is crazy. Like, you have to really go and you look at the. You go on Wikipedia, you go and look at the race results, and there's Alex <laughs> right down the bottom with a little one next to his name. <laughs> it's so good, like it's just crazy, yeah. Um, there was there was so many, there was so many, and then um, can you take us through that race? Do you have memories of of, of Coda? Coda. Did, did Rins get out in front? Was it someone? No, Pecco was out in front, and then Rins was sort of there or thereabouts, but nothing like not threatening. I don't think he did at all. Yep. Or he might have slightly, and then Pecco just binded in that uh, the right hand in the right yeah, hand corner. Yeah, yep. And um, oh, that's all right. Blamed yeah. it on the bike being too good. <laughs> that's right. He did too. Yeah. He goes. I had no like too much feeling. Yeah, too much feeling on the bike. Or <laughs> and then he like came that. out and said it's that the satellite team shouldn't get factory bikes or something as well. Wasn't that on? Yeah, the that was, was a bit going on after. Yeah. Had a bit of a whinge. He does yeah. have a bit of a whinge every now and then. But yeah. it was very quiet the second half of the season. Yeah, very it was. Very quiet. Mm. And the results showed. I mean, we looked at before he finished first or second or third in the last six races of the season. Yeah, that's right. Going to win you a championship. It was crazy. So, But yeah, then Rins just freaking took control. And he's a big fan of that track. It was his third win at that track. So mm. Two on the GP and one yeah. in Moto2. Yeah, yeah, he loves it. Um, and then Marini finishing... Second for his, one of his first podiums, if not his first. And then Quattararo finishing third. That such a too. random Yeah, such a podium. weird podium. Yeah, so, true. Um, some wicked racing all year. Um, I actually really like the Qatar Moto3 race. Yeah. With Masia and... Um, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Bullying. Adrian Fernandez and oh, Sasaki. Man. Yeah. I, I did enjoy that. Um, that was a good spectacle. A lot of people hated was... it, but I don't know. If that if you or my teammate... Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, yeah. I'll be punting, can't solve yeah, so. you, you to win. Oh, sorry, that was just sorry. <laughs> Forty-two minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think a lot of press came out of that, and including McDoin. I just, it's racing. Like that's what's so good about Grand Prix racing. It's, yeah. it's so raw like that. Yeah, if he's like your best mate, like, yeah, if you're going for a title, like, you're going for a title, man. And so I'm helping did, him. He didn't deserve the championship. Not one bit. Not winning a race. That's crap. And then he won Valencia when it was too little too <laughs> yeah, late anyway. Yeah, that's right. Which, which I think he would have ended up winning the championship <laughs> yeah. if he had to carry it over to yeah. that week. And I, and I would have lost my two grand bet. Yes. Yeah, true. How was yeah. he winning at Valencia? I mean, such a Japanese thing to do. <laughs> such a Japanese <laughs> oh, thing to do with the pressures off he wins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> crazy. But yeah, otherwise, uh, Pedro Costa's celebration in Mugello. Yeah, I gotta take me back to that one, Daniel. Uh, was it Mugello? He had a pretty big celebration with the pizza. The pizza delivery, Pedro Costa. Oh, bro, I can't remember. Oh, that was pretty oh, good. I might have Surely not his highlight of the year, that one. <laughs> no, just had, it's like. Anything with pizza. <laughs> yeah, anything. Look at the size of me. You, he didn't sit, um, you didn't send him down 15, half an hour to fucking Sydney Road to pick up the pizza's butt like last week. No, no, no. I took him to live on the street. 35 minutes down the road. <laughs> there was a pizza. All right. But all the listeners will tell you. So we're doing the... Um, cheap though. We're, we're, yeah, it was, yeah, it was cheap. Yeah, but we're, the money you save, you spend on fuel. Yeah. So. We did Electric car, bro. We did the pod last week and um, Daniel's like to me and time, oh, I've got some pizzas organized. We'll um, go pick them up. And we're like, oh, yeah, no worries. It's like, oh, it's in um, Coburg and we're in Strathmore. Anyway, we, uh, we we leave the place and we put in the maps. So it was like 30 minutes. He's like, and he literally says to us, just around the corner. Yeah. We drive past a pizza shop, literally 30 seconds from his house, bustling. It was, it was no, just people bust, everywhere. Busting. It was bustling. It was bustling. <laughs> Fact no cap. <laughs> Fact no cap. And we have to go all the way up Bell Street, down I could see Sydney Road basically into the Grid city. Locked. Grid Grid, locked. Gridlocks. Gridlocks. <laughs> Turn it up. 
Got the cheap pizzas. Five pizzas for 50 bucks. So yeah, where do you get that these days? <laughs> yeah, you don't. Value. That was value. But anyway, we started the pod now late because it was an hour round trip. And uh, anyway, we got there in the end. It was worth it. Fuck it. That's, to Co- good. Shout out to Coburg Pizza. We're asking for sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> so to get a plug, all you need is three large delivery pizzas every, uh, <laughs> every, Monday. every, every Monday. Yeah. But, Shit. Yeah, and then just seeing obviously some <laughs> some cool collaborations within the paddock for helmet designs and yeah, that's and all cool. that kind of stuff. I get off on that. So Pedro Costa's one, um, Jerez was good for me. Yeah, I like, that. I like the antisocial stuff with Alps. Oh yeah, that was pretty dope. How much you spend on that uh, collab this year, Daniel? Too much. Yeah, too much. Over two hundred bucks, more, over three hundred something bucks. Fuck. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And the yellow Ducati, Masano. Yeah, that was dope. That it was, was pretty beautiful. Cool. The Barbie and the Barbie movie, Aprilia. Yep. Different. And then KDM's livery was cool uh, in Spain. Yeah. They busted out. That was pretty dope as well. So there's some cool stuff getting around. Yeah, it's good. It's bloody good. Um, so, best race of the year for you after all that, Daniel, <laughs> was Coda. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go for Coda. <laughs> that was a list. That was a list. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just mention that I think it was the, the craziest stat of the year was there was no back-to-back winners in MotoGP. Yeah, how, how that baffles yeah, how me. we miss that? That is just crazy. Like not one back-to-back winner. No, that's true. It's it is MotoGP is it's healthy. Yeah, it's just dominated by one manufacturer. It was seventeen out of the twenty were yeah, Ducatis. and every single rider on that manufacturer won a race. Sprint race or a Grand Prix? Yeah, mm. they did on the on the Ducati. Yep. But it isn't a healthy. The talent pool of riders is very healthy. I think. Oh, yeah. I think when when VR forty six eventually goes to Yamaha, Which it's going to really even out the grid nicely because you're going to have two. You're going to have two teams for for Honda, two teams for Yamaha, two teams for KDM, two teams for Aprilia, and then only three teams for Ducati. Mm. So it's going to change that aspect of it, and I, I'm that's I'm it's crying out for that as well. It is. Um, it's getting back onto that Yamaha situation. I was going to bring this up before. Is they with Rossi sounds like they're going to, he's going to come on board. That's when they really need to pull their finger out because you've got the most marketable man, yeah. marketable man in motorcycling ever, and he's going to run his brand. He's a brand ambassador. He's going to have his brand, his team on that bike. Look what look what he's doing on that Ducati. Um, he's going to want results. Yeah. The man's going to want results. He's a of winner. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, and Yamaha needed... That's where they need to come to the party. Yeah. Mm. And they did more than what we saw in that Valencia test. And Quattararo had nothing good to say. Same shit. Yeah. He's, you'd think he's all but it's gone. Sepang. That's probably the most interesting one for me going into Sepang is that Yamaha. Yeah. If that it still looks be, like a fair Yamaha, one. I'm done. I'm walking out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not watching GP. That, but you know, it's crazy. It's true, very true. Uh, who was your biggest uh, surprise packet over the year? Probably David Alonso. Yep. To be honest, across it, across everything, mm. it's just out of nowhere. Like again, out of nowhere. Mm. One, I think four, three or four races. Yeah, I'm with you there. To be honest, took it, took it to everyone. You know, quality field in Moto three. Well, Moto two and Moto three both had big surprise packets, didn't they? They did, really. Yeah, with Fernando Albiguer and David Alonso. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking good point you make. Yeah, my biggest surprise for the year was definitely um, Digia's second half of the season. Yeah. I didn't. I, no one saw no, that happen. No, no, no saw it way. Like that was incredible. I don't think Digia seen that happen. No, and he nearly won Valencia race. You have to think, and obviously got the oh, those three positions. So stupid. But that was him stupid. winning two main races for the year would have been incredible, you know. And he would have won if it wasn't that bullshit fucking Ducati bullshit where he he, he didn't want to pass back. Right? He could have passed him. Yeah, he could have passed him if he, if he was on a different team with no contract in front of him. Yeah, the he would have chucked contract. it on the inside on that on that second or third corner at Valencia. He would have had a crack at least. Yeah, that's crack. right. He was close enough to... Bro, it's the last lap of the race. Like, you're going to have a crack, you know? He should have anyway. 
Well, but yeah, the, kid, the guy was still winning the championship. Even if he took him out, he was still winning the championship. So what what's the difference? F- fuck the celebrations, but do his, he couldn't have done his gay basketball slam dunk three, three pointer. Three pointer. That was cringe, man. That was that's so my cringe. biggest disappointment of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed three times. That was a shit celebration. He's just got no like X factor or something. Yeah, there's I don't no know. personality. Yeah, yeah no, there's no, there's nothing behind it. Yeah, it's so weird for being an Italian. Like it's him and Mourinho are the same. Same thing. Marini kind of pulls it off, but he's like, he's cool. He's cool. We're like, we're Bagnai's a bit dorky. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. He's not marketable like your Jorge Martins or Bedzeki's of the world. Or no, Bastianini's. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, Bastianini's like, yeah, I mean, he's a good looking fella. Yeah. We're not getting into that again, though. <laughs> we spent 10 minutes talking about that. Get, 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 get a bit nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, four weeks ago, we were talking about who the best looking rider was, didn't we? Driver. Driver. Well, he's driver. flustered. Look at him. He's red. Yeah, I'm getting hate thinking about Bastianini. <laughs> well, who do you think the best looking rider is? <laughs> Bastianini. Right. One photo. One photo. Yeah, I he loved it. He's well. licking his lips, that fella. <laughs> He's just never seen a fucking ma- mammoth mouth. <laughs> <laughs> walk up to him. You're talking to rob him. Thought you were part of the Apex gang. Dude. I still... My, my, <laughs> fa- my favourite thing for all Murder GP season... Was the photo with us and Joel Kelso? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fit the your poor, on. Like the poor kids just like he's like yeah. a deer in headlights. It was like Tom, and he was like a little potato gem on his <laughs> on his food plate. He's tight, isn't he? Oh, oh dude, tight. it's just the funny. He looks so scared in the photo. It's brilliant. It's like you've just captured him. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's so funny. Oh man. <laughs> um. For my who surprised me the most, uh, it basically was the same as you. It was David Alonso, Fermin Eldegare. Um The other one I had was Mark Marquez going to Grassini Ducati. Who would have saw that company? Tom. Yeah. Obviously Tom. Yes, we know Tom. Uh, congratulations. It was amazing. But going into the start of Portimao... Mark Marquez going to a Grassini Ducati just for anyone. Obviously, Tom's got knows something better than us mm. more than anyone. Um, but for the average man, we obviously don't claim to be psychic like him. Um, mortals. Yeah, we're just mortals. Um, it's it's crazy. It's just a crazy yeah, thing is. to happen from the Ferrari of MotoGP to a you know independent Ducati team. Yeah. You know, it's Italian on, 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 team. On, on, a, on year old machinery on as well. Year old machinery. That's the big thing for me, like not being on a factory bike yeah. next year. Like that's just a massive surprise. Mm. You would always think I thought if any year they were gonna fix their shit, Honda was gonna be this year. I mean it looks like Honda are doing so much more than Yamaha, so They are. Yeah, and we'll and, and we'll see that that's the paint <clears> test. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's hope so. Uh Boys, most under pressure for 2024, and I guess your early predictions as well of what can happen. Yeah, I mean, I think Bastianini is probably the most under pressure going into next season. I mean, there's again, it's similar to Formula One. There's going to be loads of contracts coming up at the end of the year, mm. but Bastianini for me. Yeah. I think Morbidelli is most yeah, under it's pressure. Yeah, On that Pramac, it's a sought-after seat. One-year deal. One-year deal. A lot of pressure. He's got to pull his finger out and perform. Yeah, definitely. He has to. He has to perform. We've spoken about this. He's got to finish. He's got top to finish six. in that top six. Yeah. Mm. So definitely falling upwards. So. Zarko finished fifth in the title. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's Zarko. And that's un- that's not mentioned a lot. He actually podiumed. I think like three or four races in a row mid-season, which yeah. obviously helped him a lot. But yeah, went a little bit unspoken about. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Morbidelli's definitely won. Um. He's probably the biggest one, to be honest. Yeah, I think yeah. Bastianini's a good shout. Yeah. Um, well, Bastianini, we don't. I don't think he's going to be there in twenty-five. Not if Martin has another year like that. Well, he's. You can't see Martin going any worse. He's only going to get better. Strange things. Strange things have happened. Yeah. True. Strange In- things have happened. Injuries. Who knows? Exactly right. Yeah. So. And he rides like he's going to get injured. Yeah, that's that's the scary part. Yeah. That is the scary part. So, I think. Um, there's a couple other riders as well throughout the other classes. Like, I would say Kanet's probably under pressure. Yeah, new team as well. New team, so he'd be under a bit of pressure. Jake Dixon's got to be under pressure. Yeah, and I'm not saying that because I don't 
necessarily like him, but that's a good seat that yeah that Aspar bike. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, Moto three, there's no one really under pressure as such. So now nah, it's a bit of a changing of the guard this year as well. Everyone's kind of going up. We've had one yeah. win a title. I think Kelso's got to improve to a certain extent. Race pace, he qualified mm. well this year, but we'll see. I mean, obviously he. We notice him more being an Australian. Of course. Yeah, we so pay more attention to we it. We pay more attention to him. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's all right. I had um, both the Prillia boys. Like, they um, I, they, they need to do something. Yeah. Um, like, I get, okay, Alicia Spargo's probably it's his last lap, but he's on a good seat. Mm. And Mavic Vinales' is talent, and I think Aprilia, need a, they need to do better than what they are doing. Um, you at least got Brad Binder of KDM, um, but yeah, that's that's my one. And the Bastianini, as a as I've already spoken about, and as I've already spoken about, the Japanese factories mm. like Luca Marini, he doesn't have any pressure, but Honda, Honda Honda's got the pressure to step up, yeah, um, to to actually do something. Otherwise, you know, like they're well, if, it's, if it's Yamaha, they're going to lose Quattararo. Um, and that's one of the biggest talents on the grid. Yeah, definitely think the, that, the riders aren't under pressure. Nah. Because they're both talented riders and... They're doing what they can. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if they finish last and second last every race, it's not their fault. Correct. Yeah. And the, the hard thing is for those manufacturers is trying to entice someone to come. Yeah. And the only people you'll get is... Say, for example, an Alicia Spargo who wants to go again, who's oh on his God. last... But you know Jeez, what I mean? Like, they're on their last that. legs. Like, it's their yeah. last, like, shot to stay in MotoGP. Yeah. Yeah. A young kid's not want to, not going to want to come up on that bike. It's a great no point. Way. It was so hard to find a seat to get like, to get someone for That's that seat right. this year. I mean, if they have another crap year, who else are they going to go to? Do you reckon if that bike was still amazing, they had Mark Marquez on there, they would have had a shot of luring Pedro Acosta to that Repsol Honda as a teammate? That's a crazy uh, hypothetical. I don't know. I think he's I so still, in bed with KDM, isn't he? I think so. That's their love child. Yeah. That's gas, their... gas, old bike compared to a Repsol Honda, a Spanish nah, team. I don't think KDM would have let it happen. On a good bike? Remember, if it was a good Repsol Honda. I don't think KDM would have let it happen. Is it up to KDM there? When the contract's out? It's hard to say. It is hard to say. It's a crazy you hypothetical. Don't know. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't know. I no, nah, I I reckon KDM would have made room for him. If that I was the way, they would have like either pushed Jack Miller. Yeah, hundred percent. They would have if, gone harder. If you if that's yeah. what you're saying, if it's a big hypothetical like that, then yeah, yeah, that's a bigger that bigger. If that, if that bike was quality, that Repsol Honda was quality, then KDM would have dropped everything, and put him in the factory bike, hundred percent. Yeah, because they would have felt under pressure from from Honda. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. Yeah. I think the other thing is you would have seen both of them up there anyway, if it was a quality bike. Yeah. Yeah, you would So have, I don't think Mir's Mir seat would have better. Yeah, yeah, his seat wouldn't have been under threat. That's a good point as well. Yeah. So I think that's a big loss. And just on that, Jack Miller's another one to watch out for. He's got to be he's under a lot of pressure. Yeah, actually he's probably one of the most under pressure. But probably yeah. more so than Morbidelli. Yeah, yeah, you're actually yeah. right. Because he's on an actual factory bike. And you've got a cost of breathing down your neck. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Well yeah, he's another one that's probably not gonna be on that bike in twenty twenty five, I don't think. I don't think so. Nah. Unless he wins races next year. Yeah, he's gonna be. I don't like, even think podiums is gonna start get him to sell like that bike. Top six, man. Like he's how they top can five they can't the have a Costa on that on that second bike two years for, in a row. Two years in a row. Nah, he'll they'll lose. Nah, he'll yeah, he'll yeah yeah he'll go. You know he's too good. Everyone knows he's too good. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I think that's yeah. I'm very excited for next year. It's gonna be awesome. I know. And I what a wait. year! What a year of MotoGP we've had. Yeah. And what a first year of Motorsport Republica to to cover. So. Yeah, been blessed. It's been, been good for us. It's been amazing. It's been very good for us, and the small break helps us as well. Yeah, <laughs> together. Yeah, right. we'll uh, see you. See you next week. Done. Yep. Beautiful. See you. See see